Hey, it's Neville Medor here. This is the stupid email for February 25th, 2022, which of course swipe means swipe, thought, uplifting, interesting, and drawing. So let's get started. This first swipe is a great product description and graphics by Magic Spoon. It's a cereal company. It's supposedly a healthier cereal. Now, I don't know if any cereal is all that healthy, but this is probably just better than like, you know, stuff that's loaded with sugar and stuff. So this colorful graphic shows the different flavor offerings and surrounding copy gives all the benefits, which are the nutritional benefits. So this is, I thought it was a great ad. It was really attractive. There was something about like it divides this, the cereal bowl into four different types of cereal. And somehow that really attracted my eye. And then I read the copy around it. So this did a great job, even though I'm not a big fan of cereal or anything. Uh, this is a great ad that would probably make me buy it. Here's an interesting thought or a list of interesting thoughts. So these are growth questions that I made for myself and, uh, you know, barred from other people and stuff and compiled. And here's a list of questions you can ask yourself to grow more. So for example, here's just a random one. It says, what's the most fun way to do this, right? So let's say you're sitting there and you're like, well, how do I get to a thousand followers or something? And you're, you're all serious about the question and you're gonna come up with some boring answer. You can apply this growth question of what's the most fun way to do this. And that way you'll find a fun way to do your problem, to, to hit your goal. So it's one of those things where you can take any problem and apply one of these questions to it. So I'll read a couple of them. Here's some of the growth questions. How can I 10X this? So, right, so let's say you're running a business. You could say, how can I 10X this? Now, even though you may not be wanting to 10X your business in one year, because it might be hard, you could at least say, well, what systems are going to break if I 10X this? Like, do I actually have enough capacity to handle 10X more customers, 10X more traffic, 10X more clients, 10X more payments? Can I even do that? And you can start fixing those things in order to actually 10X your business. Um, there's another one that says, what's my $1,000 an hour skill and how can I do more of it? So a lot of people are out there doing stuff that they're not so good at, but they actually have something that people do pay them for. What's something that someone would pay you $1,000 an hour? And look, it doesn't have to be a thousand bucks, but what's something people would pay you a lot for? And is it possible maybe you could just do more of that? Um, so then another thing, here's another one. I like this one. Uh, what solutions lie in my zone of influence? So a zone of influence is like what you can influence. So uh, who the president is, you know, I don't really have much, if any control over that at all. Um, but um, what time I wake up in the morning is totally in my zone of influence. Um, what I let myself do at night, do I just watch Netflix all night or do I do a little bit of work or do I do reading? I can 100% control that kind of stuff. So it's like what solutions can I find for a problem that I could do? So for example, uh, climate change. So some people are like, oh, the earth is you know going through climate change. Okay, got it. So that's something. But what can I actually do in my little sphere of influence to help that, right? Can I maybe clean up the, the park near my house? Something like that. And so it gets you to take action a little bit more rather than concentrating on some big concept like climate change. Um, let's take small solutions at the ground level like that. Um, there's a whole list, by the way, of these uh, growth questions included in the blog post and the email. And so I'd encourage you to check them out over there. Here is something uplifting. Uh, this guy, Hydrelia Diallo, I don't know if I'm saying that right, I'm definitely not, uses AI and computers to render what historical figures look like. And the results are incredible. You see all these pictures of like George Washington and he's got this crazy wig on and like this like froufry like suit on. 
And that's the only picture we'll see of the guy. But instead, you can see what the guy would look like in real life. And you're like, oh, it kind of humanizes the characters, right? Um, I think there's one really funny, Apu from The Simpsons, like what he would look like in real life. Uh, ben Franklin, Moe from The Simpsons, Napoleon Bonaparte. Um, a lot of time, oh, The Little Mermaid, Ariel. So a lot of times we see these people and historical figures in these outlandish clothes and poses and um, and we forget they're just normal people most of the time. So Napoleon was always de- depicted like with you know, this crazy military uniform or him on a horse at war. In reality, he probably just looked like a normal guy with some hair loss, right? Like, So I included some uh, links where you can see more examples of these types of uh, rendered faces. Here are some interesting pictures. Um, so all last week, for a whole week, I was at a birthday party trip for my friend Noah Kagan. And um, he had his 40th birthday party in the Florida Keys, specifically one of the Florida Keys called Isla Morada. And we also did a couple trips to Key West. And so I included some fun pictures. We stayed at this really crazy uh, rental with like a main house and then a guest house with two extra bedrooms and bunks and all sorts of stuff. And it had a private beach and dock and tiki hut. And it it was just a, a really, really fantastic property and had a private volleyball court on a beach. It was, it was insane. So that was pretty cool. And we worked out every day. We played a lot of volleyball. We did a lot of hanging out. We did deep sea fishing. Um, some people were working some of the days. Uh, we, here was an interesting thing. Everyone did a little master class. So two people a day, three people a day, something like that would give a little class on any subject. So like our friend Joe made a subject about how airplanes take off and what lift is and all the physics behind it. Uh, someone else did a thing on how to uh, do self-defense. Um, I did one on how to do the moonwalk, like the Michael Jackson moonwalk. I've always been able to do it since third grade. And so I showed everyone how to do the moonwalk. Um, so we did a lot of fun activities and it was awesome. And this brings us to the interesting section of the swipe, the stupid email. And uh, this is a total first world problem and don't hate me for it. But right after this week long birthday trip in Florida, I literally flew back to Austin immediately packed up my ski clothes and flew off to another week-long birthday ski trip in Utah, which I am currently writing and recording this from. And so normally I like these kinds of weeks-long trips. They're they're nice, but these were back-to-back, which made it, you know, much more hectic, just because especially being gone for long, amount, long amounts of time. But anyways, I'm writing this from Park City, Utah. It is beautiful out here. It is snowing. We went skiing and it was so cold that day that it was really packed in the morning at the ski lifts. And by noon, there was no one there, like at all. Everyone had left. It was just below freezing and um, it was just freezing people's uh, fingers and feet and a lot of people didn't like it. So they left. So we got some clear slopes and it was awesome. And um, I'm currently writing this, you know, overlooking the mountains of Park City, which is kind of neat. And finally, here's a drawing. And this is a concept I always love explaining to people. Um, It's the 90-9-1 rule. And it's a rule about most public online groups that states 90% of people just lurk, 9% of people casually participate, and 1% of people create most of the content. And this applies to most groups, such as friend groups, political parties, social networks, and countries. So this means you can have an outsized impact by creating content. So if you have a 1,000 friends on Facebook and we apply the 90-9-1 rule to it, it breaks down that 1% of that 1,000 that means 10% of your friends post all the time. So every time you log into your feed on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever, TikTok, whatever social network, you'll probably see that person all the time. Now, 9% of those people, meaning 90, that's you know 9% of 1,000, 
post from time to time. So those are the people you see kind of in your feed and you just scroll by. And then 90% of the people probably never really post. So there's probably friends that you maybe barely occasionally see some activity from, but most of the people don't post and you're probably just seeing 100 people posting all the time. And I bet you've noticed this on all the social networks you're part of. Maybe there's five to 30 people you see pop up every single time simply because they create the most content. That's like the 1% of people making the content. And so the cool thing about this is you can massively amplify your voice by being the 1% that creates content other, others consume. Now, not everybody likes being online. I'm not suggesting you have to be online and uh, post updates and helpful tips, but it is kind of an interesting moment in history where like, the 1% of people that write are really getting exposed to all the other people who don't write. So I don't know, it's kind of interesting. Anyways, I hope you enjoy these little tidbits. I hope you have a happy Friday. Um, can't wait to be back in Austin with warm weather. And I hope you have a great Friday, February the 25th. And I will talk to you later. My name is Neville Medora. Take it easy. Bye.